0: Celtic played out their second and final game of the Japanese tour today against Gamba Osaka and rounded things off with a 1 0 win in the Panasonic Stadium thanks to a late goal from Alessandro yes. Bernabeu. This is Tino with the match reaction. I'm joined for this one by Paddy. Paddy, your initial summary of today's game?
1: Uh, yeah, just a, a, your typical pre season uh, runaround for the guys. Obviously, full uh, full 11 changes at half time. Um, And what looked like, you know, I think the guys must have felt they were playing 90 minutes because uh, the conditions uh, looked extremely warm over there. So I think I seen Kyogo at one point, uh, the camera panned him and I thought he looks absolutely knackered and he'd only been on for 20 minutes. So it looked really warm over there, but uh, that's what they need. I think that really helps bedding them in and getting the the energy levels to the required amount for, for the season starting.
0: Yeah, that, that humidity and, and the temperature, it won't do them any harm at all in terms of their, their general fitness. They've obviously been training in it. They did the game the other day as well and and it'll get their levels up pretty well, won't it? will put them in a good position heading back to Glasgow eh, in the coming days.
1: Yeah, I think it's a massive help. I, I, I'm pretty, pretty certain that that's kind of the thinking and trying to get that hot weather training. Um, I know obviously we had quite a warm month here in Scotland last month, but it's not really been much to look at in July, so... It's great that they do get away and get that opportunity to try and just increase those those levels. And I think what we've seen in the past couple of seasons with this team um is that the how important it is to just go off to a flying start as well. Um and I think last season we've done that. Um so here's hoping that they they come back and hit the ground running here for this season as well.
0: Yeah. Before we get stuck into this one, Paddy, uh, on Gambo Osaka, I covered the the Yokohama Marinos game with missed there the other day. Any general take on that? So, listen, lots of goals, uh, 10 goals in all, six conceded, unfortunately, uh, four for us, hat-trick for Maeda being the headline, but just a, a general uh, summary of that one for you.
1: Again, just for me, a typical pre-season uh, fixture. I think that for Rogers, it's just like uh, tinkering things here and there and, and really having a look at, you know, I know what you're telling me your position is, guys, but let me see if this fits into any of my systems and what one I want to try and implement. And also a good opportunity for a lot of guys that, you know, is make a break time, uh, especially those that have maybe just come back uh, and think that they may, might have a final chance to try to break into this team. Um, but make no mistake about it, I also think that Rogers is very, very quick off the mark and um, getting things ready to to get players in if required. And I think he can read the game and and can read his team very quickly on that as well.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of chat about the fact that, yeah, listen, we're, we're all desperate for new signings. You know, you want to see new guys in as soon as possible. But I think it is important that Rodgers is given the time, you know, at close quarters to check out what he's got at his disposal at the moment. It's one thing, you know, he says he's followed Celtic, uh, you know, watching the games on telly and whatever over the last couple of years. That's one thing, but he'll want to get in speak to the sports science guy, speak to the, the recruitment team and, and, and just see exactly how these guys are performing uh, and then he can make informed decisions as to who he then brings in. So, really important time and I, I suppose that's another huge benefit of spending that time in close quarters out there in Japan. Uh, let's, let's get to the the lineup that he's gone with today. So, Joe Hart and goals. I think he's gone with this 4-2-3-1, Paddy, and I'll, I'll come to you in a second on that. But yep. Joe Hart and goals. Iwata right-back, Taylor left-back, Starfelt and Welsh in the centre. Then you've got Turnbull and McGregor sitting a bit deeper. With a, a three of Forest Hatati and Abada, and then Dyson Maeda up top. Your thoughts on the lineup, and as I say, that four-two-three-one that Rodgers tends to go with.
1: Yeah, the lineup again. I just think it's getting minutes into the guy's legs. I, I honestly don't read into anything uh, for preseason lineups. It's uh, having that mixture of those that are at the level and those that want to be at the level um, throughout the, the start of the living. And I think yeah, I comfortable set up uh, playing against a team that are halfway through their, their season as we spoke about with Yokohama as well. Um so a good run out for them. Um, and I wasn't surprised to kinda see how like stuffy the game kinda kinda seemed to be um taking the weather away from it. I just think that when we're up against a, a fit outfit and the way they, they used their subs throughout the 90 minutes was suggestive that their players are, are like well, like we already know they're ready they're they're halfway through their, their football season they're not making 11 subs at time. so to kind of come up against that I, th- I think a good workout for the boys more than anything um so no quite happy like we got to see both sides um a, a mix of the good and a mix of the want to be good uh in both 11s in my opinion so aye um eh, not a bad idea
0: yeah, and I think you know, you're right in what you say there. They they look quite lively, quite fit. They're same, exact same as Yokohama. They're 21 games into the league season. They're low down the table, they're in thirteenth place, but match fitness is a huge thing in football, and it's it's clear that they had that and you know they're obviously ticking along in terms of their own season. Um, who stood out well for you during the first half? So we've debated guys like David Turnbull and uh, various others who are in this kind of sticker twist situation. How do you think he done in the midfield alongside Callum McGregor?
1: Yeah, I think uh the pace of the game suited someone like David Tumble. I don't think it was as fast pace as even the the Scottish League. Um and again I just think he he played some very, very nice, comfortable passes, got into some really good positions actually. Um but again I just don't think that's as testing a level uh as David Tumble needs, in my opinion. But I don't think it'll do him any harm. Um especially he's one of the players that I think is is really is really make a break time for him. Um coming into the end of this, uh, this pre-season and then for, for being ready for the league starting. So not a bad performance. Didn't do himself any harm, as I said. And I think that um, Rodgers will probably be wondering what is he going to get from David Tumble over the next few weeks. I think every Celtic fan will be wondering that too. Are we going to get someone that's going to come out of his comfort zone and and really put put everything on the line? Or are we going to see the uh, the David Tumble of the last few years where... It's just not happened. It's just not he's not been able to kind of take that extra yard or play that killer pass or put himself into that position. I just think that it's lacking in confidence as we've spoken about before. So it, it really is kind of coming down to the fine line at all. Um, so we'll see how he goes. Yeah.
0: We have seen it we've all seen it in, in flashes from David Turnbull. At, you know, least of all the other day, he obviously scored late on in the game there. Mm-hmm. Um we know he's got it, we know he's got that ability, but we need a consistency from him, don't we? And I think that's what he needs, you know, whether he's going to end up at Celtic or elsewhere, he needs to find a a regular level of performance week in, week out. And hopefully he can find that under Rodgers. And it'll be interesting to see just exactly what Brendan Rodgers' intentions are with him in the coming weeks. Um Rio Hatati, um, applaud for him. He's I thought he performed well the other day as well. I mentioned to him if I think he's looking good physically. I don't know Aye. if he's toned up a wee bit, but he just seems to have been in really peak shape, and listen, he's a, he's a young athlete. What is he? Twenty four, maybe twenty five years of age. Yeah, absolutely. he should be in good shape, but he is. you know, it's not not easy sometimes for these guys to stay on top of it. But he seems to be working hard, you know, away from the training ground. And another decent performance from him and his countryman Dyson Maida.
1: Yeah, on the attack, one you took the words right out of my mouth. Tino I actually was going to say he's looking a little, a little bit leaner. Um, I think probably just realizing he he's clever enough when it comes to the physicality of our league. And I think that the thing with Maeda is, is sorry, with is, is, that he's one of those guys that's normally saying goodbye to the game around about the 70th minute mark. So I wonder if this is just a step up to try and give, give him that extra 10, 15 minutes on the park and just be constantly switched on. We've seen him fade in and out of games sometimes. Um, and again, we, we go back to that idea that, what, three seasons of professional football, you know, like, it's, it's not an awful lot. You know, your, your guys that are coming in from an early ages at 18, 19, they're building up from that point. They're playing football day in, day out and getting to a very high level and then really, really kicking on from 21, 22 onwards. So he is effectively behind in that department and it's harder as you get older, of course. Um, so it's good to see that he's probably in the right uh, the right hands at Celtic and someone's putting him in the right direction to make sure that he gets to those levels that we know he can get to. The worry is, if, is if he takes the next level, he's, he's probably going to go. <laughs> maybe so,
0: but hopefully we get at least another year of him. There is That's a wee good. worry over him and, and maybe Matt O'Reilly, but hopefully nah. we can hold on to those lads. It's um, you just an interesting point you make there about, you know, he usually gets the hook, maybe 60, 65, 70 minutes, or he, he certainly did under Ange. I'm really looking forward to the prospect of a 90-minute Rio Hattie. You know, I I think I understand Angie's system and he always freshens it up and uses the five subs. Sometimes you just want to keep your main man out there. And I I, I would really look forward to a guy like that really imposing himself over a full game, a full, you know, a full 90 minutes plus um, and going with that. Because yeah, whether it was him or or Kyogo, you knew around the end of the hour, Mark, you were going to lose him to the game and maybe it was the second string coming in or somebody who's not quite as exciting. So big fan like yourself, big fan of Rio Hatati and and hopefully he can kick on. so I'd mentioned Dyson Maeda and obviously Rodgers has is, is gone with him again as a number nine and looking quite lively. Listen, he, he couldn't have done much more on uh, Wednesday's game in terms of grabbing his hat trick. But looking decent again. So thoughts on him as a nine as his days as a winger at Celtic
1: over? I don't, I wouldn't say over. I think it just gives us that other option. Everyone's crying out for a for another striker uh, to to kind of push Kyogo and to obviously help in the further development of O. And, um, And I wonder if Rogers is saying, well, maybe our money could be spent better elsewhere when we've got this option here. And he plays that position for Japan. And as much as obviously he can be frustrating, he does not give up. He does not stop. And I think that that's where he wins people over. I don't think uh, a two-yard sitter phases him much. If you know what I mean, I think he just brushes himself off and does I've I've messed that one up, I just need to go again and and, and he, he does that. I mean, even the, the goal he scores which was a mile on side, um, and I know it levelled itself out later, but the goal he scored today was just typical Maeda. He puts himself into some unorthodox positions, but he, he manages to guide the ball home. And then when it's so simple he makes it look so hard. Um I just think that uh, I I I think he's such a frustrating player, but one you persevere with, and it's more so just in his work rate. His work rate's incredible.
0: Yeah, we've mentioned before he's um, he's just not phased by anything. He's got an incredible mentality, you know, and, and he must be a great teammate because he just works and works and works, and he makes mistakes and potentially more mistakes than most players. But as you say, he just. Brushes himself off and and puts himself in the position for the next one. Um, my big concern about his move to number nine, um, out with some things. He's obviously not as technically gifted as a, as a Kyogo or anything like that, but he's got that blistering pace, of course. But the big concern I've mentioned it before is this Asian Cup. So it comes up. I think the date is the twelfth of January to the tenth of February. If you know, if your team are to get to the final, and Maeda and, and Kyogo have got a huge chance of getting called up for Japan. Maeda is almost certainly going to get called up. Hatate, mm-hmm. um, of course, as well. But just from a forward position, Maeda and, Hitate, eh, Maeda and Kyogo there. And Oh, he's got every chance of getting called up for South Korea. And then we've got Marco Tellio for Australia and some other lads who are in the mix. They, they are, at the moment, our only three strikers are Kyogo, Maeda and Oh. And very probably, all of them will be away. So I understand if Rodgers is boxing clever and, and looking to maybe spend big elsewhere but we need to do something for January you know it's a crucial time of the season and we need to make sure there's cover there
1: we do we do and then we'll, obviously there's we're waiting in the confirmation of the the two Korean guys coming in as well and um, dare I say they'll probably be then on the radar of the Korean national team if they're not already there I've not done my research on that but I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're knocking on the door for that tournament as well Um Listen, it's easy for us as supporters to sit and worry about it. Um, I I have hope that there's a professionalism about our, our scout network and our our full setup at Celtic now that they're aware of this and and they they, they know what's going to happen. Um, a big factor for me, and I, I listened to uh, the weekly show as I always do when I'm not on it, uh, but I listened to the weekly show during the week, and you guys made a, a really really good point. It's all right having all the money that we, we do have and, and we, will, we will spend. But there's also making sure that the the, the team is, is trimmed down. It's a big squad. It's a big squad. And I, I think Celtic have maybe been frustrated um, by certain players not really wanting to bother their shirt and trying to get out. And I think maybe clubs are possibly, like smaller teams under Celtic are looking at these players or maybe starting to lowball them more in the sense of, well, hang on a minute, you've just made X amount of money off selling Jota. Hmm. And then the flip side of that, I also think that a lot of teams will be saying, well, hang on a minute, if you want to sign this player, we're adding an extra bit on because you've just made this money from the sale of Jota. Football is is going up in, in price. Um, we could go on a, a full show about this one, to be honest, you know, I know that, but I just think that we need to be clever on who we're bringing in. But, and I think that with those things thinking's in place for January, I do think that they will see this problem. It's just how quickly can they can they rectify it? I don't know. That's that's the worry for me at the moment. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll be amazed if if they're not working on behind the scenes. That there must be, if you and I can pick up on it. I'm sure the scouting <laughs> recruitment team at Celtic have got it. Uh, you mentioned the two South Korean lads that are due to come in. I really hope they come in soon, Paddy, because we spent a good chunk of last week's show talking about them. Yeah, and that would look pretty foolish. But did, did you move... hear the, the recent the... chat
1: on? It was apparently um, because of the. The work permits that need to be granted for moving to the UK. Um they weren't allowed to travel. Uh, it was taking longer, so they weren't allowed to travel to Japan for the tour.
0: Yeah, which is disappointing that you know the suggestion was they were going to join up with our new teammates and that might have been a nice uh, tie-in before then coming back to Glasgow together. But not to be um but as I say the, the two players they look to be over the line. I think the their own selling clubs have confirmed the deal. So it's just a case of when Celtic want a uh, get the red tape sorted out and, and firm that up, hopefully very shortly. Um, moving on to the second half, Paddy, it's, it's all changed, as you mentioned, so it's a brand new 11, so Segrist in goals for the second half, young Ben McPherson at right back, uh, Bernabe left back, Lowell and Scales in the centre. You've then got Odin Thiago home, making his debut, uh, Matt O'Reilly alongside him, then you've got Vata, Kyogo and Hax across the front line with O, the point man at number nine, so very much uh, an experimental young lineup in places, Paddy, and good for these boys to get experience. And definitely good to see Thiago home get his first start for the club.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, well done to McPherson and, and well done to Vata getting in there again. And, and Summers obviously coming on for McPherson uh, due to injury. Um, I think that uh, this is great for these guys, great experience for them. Um, and the one thing I was happy to see was get the first glimpses at home. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, he looked very, very eager on the ball. Um, looked very tidy, and looked as if he keeps the ball very close to himself as well. Um, so I think technically he looked very comfortable. Uh, but I, I was saying to you before we came to this today, I, I clocked uh, Rogers growling at him basically for for playing the ball back safe instead of trying to play the ball forward. There was a few passes on forward. And it's that mentality, with, we remember the game against Rafe Rovers way Ange went through them, about knocking the ball about of the back. So this is where your top managers come in, you know, they don't want to see that recycling happening too much. Um, but I did feel for him a wee bit, I think he was maybe only six, seven minutes in at the second half, not touched the ball that much, but... No, nah, no sympathy for, for Ren, uh, Brendan, sorry. Yeah,
0: but you know, now's the time to do this because, yeah. you know yourself, we've all been there at Celtic Park when you see, you know, a pass on, a forward moves moves on and the midfielder instead turns back and plays it back to his defence and the groan goes around the stadium. You can almost just feel it and the players can certainly feel that. So you might as well learn just now over in, in Japan because it will happen at Celtic Park when he finds himself in space and if he doesn't take the forward option more often than not, you know, sometimes there's a time to recycle but... Often, you know, you need to go and make that move at Celtic Park and hopefully these kind of things and these experiences, these early experiences, will stand them in good stead. Um I've obviously read out the team there and we've got O up top and yeah. Kyogo sitting in this kind of a number 10 kind of roving role. So we've obviously spoken about Maeda as a nine, um, but for me, Paddy, I just do not like Kyogo anywhere but number nine. I don't think it's his comfort zone. He's not as good a footballer as, as the various other midfielders and forward players we've got but what he is is a goal machine he's a 34 goal striker and I just don't think we can take him out of that position
1: No, I agree with you um, I think that again it's just minutes and the legs at the moment um, I wouldn't need too much into it uh, I think that we will see that option probably happen quite a few times throughout the season if it, if it's O and uh, KO goes are strikers for this season uh, kind of much like Ange would have brought uh Jackie Mackeson, he would he would drop Kyogo back a little bit when that would happen if Kyogo was staying on the park if we were chasing a goal. Um, he's a striker. He's a, he's he's an out and out striker. I don't I don't think any manager changes that. I think you know, you, like you say, the goals he scored, you're not going to take that out of your team. So I don't think that's going to be something that's used an awful lot.
0: Yeah, and I suppose a way to look at it is Brendan Rodgers. Like anybody who's watched anything of Celtic in recent times knows that Kyogo is your your top striker, your 34 goal a season kind of guy. What he doesn't know at this moment in time is just how good O is or not. You know, he's still, you know, having a look at that one. And he maybe doesn't know how effective or not Dyson Maeda could be. So again, these are the games to try these things. Why not try? Yeah, you, you could have played Kyogo from the start, you know, up front today and up front on Wednesday. But what do you learn really? Nothing. We know, we know he's a top man up there. But let's have a closer look at Maeda. Let's have a closer look at O. And I'm sure Rodgers will go away from this one a wee bit more informed on it. So yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> Just as I say, I don't like to see him anywhere but in the number nine <laughs> position. So hopefully he's restored there pretty soon. Um, one guy I'm a huge fan of, I think I think you admire his talents as well. But Sead Haqsivanovic, he's a guy that we've got high hopes for. It didn't really work you know, during season one there for him on derange but you could see the talent. Mm-hmm. And I've been a wee bit disappointed in him the last two games um, Happy to see him get minutes But he's just not really doing it at this moment in time And you picked up something which I didn't Which was a bit of, a bit of lethargy from him, even in the warm-up
1: nah, I, just, I don't know about the the guy's thinking Like I, I get that he wants to be this top-level footballer And wants to be the best of the best And I get that that thinking is, is in his mindset but I also don't think the, the determination is there as well. I also, I don't know, I, I can't read him, you know, I think that he does have everything in his locker, Um. but then I just sometimes, he just looks so disinterested, and he loses the ball far too easily for me because of that. It drops, he drops uh, possession far too much, and then I think it was you guys made the point in the show Monday, he, he's getting those spells where he's getting 20 minutes and he tries to do too much um we speak about a run of games but i just don't know i i I don't think that he's going to be the the player that we we require to unlock defenses i think that he's he just needs to find himself i think he needs to be a little bit more uh grounded um i think his head gets carried away a little bit um i watched the social media stuff before the game kicked off and I'll be, listen, I know it's a pre-season game, I'm not reading into this too much but if you're out there to impress your manager and show how professional you are it's even small things like the warm-up that just didn't seem as if he was like taking it seriously enough uh, I might just be picking up on things, I might just be a bit too critical on him but I think it's because I, I know that there's a player in there, I think we all do Um but it's if he wants it and I don't think he does I don't see enough to say to me, this guy wants to be a starter week in, week out. And even when he came back from injury last season, he had a great opportunity for that run Great opportunity in the final at, Ibrook, sorry, final at Hamden against Rangers to go and, and bury the game. I just don't see he's got that colour instinct. Mm, I,
0: I, I agree with what you're saying, and I hope ultimately you're wrong over time. Of course you're totally wrong. Um, yeah. Because, you know nowadays in the modern game or maybe even any era of football it's not good enough just to have the ability you need to have more about you and I think the top players do have more they've got that work rate that desire that ethic and they've got that um openness to be taught and to be coached and to be developed further this is a challenge for Brendan Rodgers this is amongst many reasons but this is the reason why you have a coach or employer coach like Brendan Rodgers because he can improve players we've seen it you know with our own eyes over the the first spell it had yeah. and the challenges on to him now. And maybe he's seen exactly that. He, he'll see the the skill level of a guy like Hacksabanovich in training, but it's not materializing uh, on match day. And I wonder if Rogers will say, right, okay, as long as you're willing and open to be taught, then I can make you a better player. And let's hope that that's what happens in the, the coming weeks and months ahead. But yeah, so far, so quite disappointing um, in terms of the preseason stuff from Hacksabanovich. So hopefully yeah. uh, he can find another level. Um, and all the chat, probably we've nearly forgot about the game. So, uh, obviously, <laughs> Celtic do go on to uh, get the result. And it's thanks to uh, goal machine Alessandro Bernabe. Oh. A, a, a pretty bizarre goal. There's a few things at play here. First of all, what's he doing at right back in the first place?
1: So, nah, so I don't know if just came off the back of a corner or what. I can't remember.
0: I, uh... He's then tried to find the, the through ball with the outside of the boot. Got that all wrong. Shoes and the wrong feet. So, instead of curling in the way towards oh, it's curled out the way. And to be fair to him at that point, he thought, I might as well chase it. <laughs> so he's, he's got the skates on and he's worked really hard. You know, he's pressed the defender. who has been a wee bit short with the goal, the ball to the goalie. Bernabe gets the, the neck on the ball and, and before you know it, he's, he's cracked it in the back of the net. It was good to watch, you know, you, you, you got a wee cheer because you say he's putting a real shift there. He's, he's giving it his all and he's got his reward at the end of the day. But it's not, it won't go down as a classic, will it?
1: No, it certainly won't. And actually, there was just this wry smile on Rogers' face as well. Like he's probably went for, for God's sake, for the past Ah, uh, well done. <laughs> it was just one of the most bizarre goals ever. Um, but what I loved about it was, I've messed up here. I need to chase this down. I've I've made an absolute arse of this pass. I need to chase this down. And in the the determination to get to the guy and put him under a little bit of pressure. And their keeper, who actually I thought had a really decent game, just <laughs> folded, just absolutely folded at it. So um no a, a, great uh, great pressure from him, but um I uh, question marks about what he was trying to do and why he was out on the right and why does he does not have a right foot. <laughs> there, there's, there's lots at play there, Paddy we'll, <laughs> we'll try and uh, we'll
0: try and unpack that as the season goes on. But I suppose, you know, good to round things off with a win. Uh as we noted noted from during the week, the result, the scoring doesn't really matter. But there's some Celtic fans have traveled to be there, and, and it's good that they get rewarded with a goal and a and a victory at the end of the day. Yeah. Um and overall, Paddy, you'd have to say the, the, the Japanese tour as a whole, it's been a worthwhile exercise, isn't it? It's two games against opponents who are technically pretty sharp and also you know up to speed in terms of their own fitness. So there's a lot of fitness work that's gone on. And it's also a lot of time for the the group to bond further, and especially with the you know the new manager coming in and how he likes to work and how he approaches things. You'll have seen the wee clip of Brendan Rodgers doing some coaching mm-hmm. in the stadium. But you can't see mm-hmm. that. decent stuff going on there, and it looks like it's been a, a really worthwhile you know week or so uh, over there in Japan.
1: Uh definitely, and I think that one of the things Rodgers really has on his side is is Callum McGregor um, being being still part of, main a main part of this this team. I think that this will help this transition even more um, because there will be some doubters on that squad and I'm not taking anything away from Brendan Rodgers' managerial qualities. I'm, I'm still on the belief that I think some of the players will be like, how long until this this guy decides I'm away again? You know, so it's buying into that ethos and buying into what they bought into with Ange. And I think that that's where Callum McGregor will play a key part and make sure that that's as smooth as can be. Um, We're talking about, yeah, the time away for the team. We're talking about um, the level of opponent, um a very similar style league um in, in terms of um the quality. Um and I would have to say great brand exposure for us as well. Really good brand exposure for the club. Um so all all in all it's a brilliant idea getting us out over there. Um and you know I wouldn't be surprised if we do something similar um next year or the year after. Um especially when we bring in Um, more of the the two Korean guys I wouldn't be surprised if we tap in an Asian market continuously if we keep doing it right and we see ourselves going over to Korea as well so see what happens
0: yeah I think it makes sense and particularly if we don't have these European qualifiers to deal with that's made a huge difference to what Celtic can do, you know, during yeah. these uh, summer weeks. Um, Other news that you might have seen, Paddy, just as, as we were coming on to record, so it looks like Celtic have got the deal over the line for Mike Nowrocki, so he's the, the Polish defender that we've been linked with. Uh, Anthony Joseph and others have reported on Sky that it looks like he signed a five-year deal, so 22-year-old centre-half, highly rated, came through the Youth Academy, I think, at Werder Bremen, before then coming back to, to Ligia, Warsaw, and looks to be a good piece of business. I've seen some highlight reels like we all have, don't know a huge deal about him. Hadn't heard of him just a few days ago, but what's your general take on that? And does he seem the kind of guy that will get fans excited?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, I'm, I've seen actually a little bit of pushback about signing in a centre-half. and, a and a half. Um, I do not think this is a bad idea at all. Um, if we have no Carter Vickers for the start of the season, or if we lose Starfelt through the season and we lose Carter Vickers through the season, we need to make sure that we've got someone ready uh, to come in. So I think you aim for better players every time you sign someone in my opinion. Um and, and you get those players in that are, are gonna challenge the the starting eleven from the get go. And I think this guy's gonna do it. Um, I don't think we're going to spend what is reported around about five million euros um for, for no reason. Um so I think they've looked at this guy for a while. Um i am pretty sure he was in the radar before before uh before we appointed Ange um, and then things kind of went quiet on that front, but then obviously they've just said, Listen, this he's, he's progressing to the level that they want, so bring him in. Let's see how he goes. I'm excited about it.
0: He's so of he, he's profile, looks good. He, he's a big, powerful lad. He is only 22, but he, you mm-hmm. know, he's he, he seems to have something about him, he seems to have a wee bit of um experience at a young age, and he's the kind of guy, um, that you'd hope they would slot right in. What it means for Carl Starfeld, I don't know. It might mean competition, or it might mean that he comes in and replaces him. But you know, we've yet to see. And even at this early stage, I don't know if he's a left-footed centre half or right-footed or whatever. But he seems to be a, a quality addition. So it's good that Celtic are, are getting that off the line. There should be more to come. You know, I think we've still, yeah. we still still need to fill a, a couple of other positions. But good to see that we're continuing to make moves there. Um, I don't yeah. think.
1: It, so, sorry, just to say on the Starfield thing, I don't think it bothers Starfield or Carter Vickers to be honest. You know, um, I think we we live in this age where we, I, and I'm I'm guilty of this myself. With we, we think it's just the two centre halves that are going to be the constant starters week in week out, and albeit they were pretty predominant last year, but we think about we only played one game together in the, the Champions League. You know, so I, I think it's a it's a big t- it's a team game more than a start of living game. Um, so. I, I, I don't see it rocking the boat. I really don't.
0: Yeah. And I think if you're at a cl- club like Celtic, whether you're Carl Starfield or any other player, yeah. you know that you need to be on your toes at all times because there's always quality coming in. You know, you can't rest on your laurels at any point, even if you've had a really strong season. Even if you've won a treble paddy, it's exactly. the way it goes when and you guys come in. But, if he's a quality addition, that can only be good for the squad as a whole. But just as we're wrapping things up, so obviously um, Celtic head to Dublin next Saturday, so they play Wolves in that rearranged friendly at the Aviva, and that should be a pretty enjoyable occasion all around. You probably expect that will be closer to what our starting eleven might look like for the competitive stuff then as well. So a glance ahead at that one, if you don't mind, and your final
1: thoughts on today's game. Yeah, it's obviously a shame that the, the games get cancelled for Korea this year. Um, and I think that to get a, a friendly against uh, an English Premier League team over in Dublin, a great occasion for the Irish fans um, and those obviously coming over from afar and from from Scotland. I think it's uh, a good fixture for us, a good idea as to where we will be um, going into this this season ahead. And I, I just it'll be a, it'll be a decent decent game. I think um, we'll see uh, we'll see what. What it comes to, I'd love it to be a sellout. I hope it. I hope it gets to that point, but um, all very short notice for a lot of people as well. I'd love to have tried to go over, but um, not to be. Um, but yeah, uh, Dublin should be rocking that weekend as well. I think it's the All Ireland uh, semi-finals that weekend too, so um, should be a, a crazy place to be around. Yeah,
0: should be. I was going to ask did you have a look and did you check it out? But are you keeping your uh, your away trip passes for the the European stuff? Correct, <laughs> Correct. I'll, uh, I'll see you out there hopefully at a couple ah, of games. Um, But listen thanks again for taking the time today Paddy So as I mentioned we'll be covering that game in Dublin Next Saturday on the Celtic Exchange Plus But before all that we'll be back as always With the weekly show on Monday night Thanks to Paddy for joining me here for this one And thanks to you for tuning in as always And enjoy the rest of your weekend